When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uptempo Podcast. I'm Justin Smith, joined by my guy, Blake Lane, and we're coming at you tonight from a balmy Gulf Coast region of the United States. I don't know how it is over there in Mobile, Blake, but it's 103 is the heat index here, brother. It's hot. It's hot. Just like this national media narrative about our Auburn Tigers, dude. Mm -hmm. A lot of people talking noise, Blake, and that's what we're in here to talk about tonight, man. You got a lot of stuff going on. We've got a lot of stuff behind the scenes on this podcast all week. Little Levi's on the way, man, about a month away, dude. How you doing tonight, brother? Man, uh, we're we're doing good. The vibes are super positive. Yeah, man. Uh, Friday, we did the the little sneak a peek 4d imaging so we got to see levi Mm. uh, for the first time that was really special Uh, we've been sitting around watching a lot of college baseball i know yesterday i went over to my boy dg's and uh and he's got the pool set up the basketball uh the basketball goal and everything in the pool and then we had the crawfish and then the tv with the with the college world series and everything Uh, that series has been magical uh, but this weather, dude, uh, I played mm-hmm. golf yesterday, yesterday morning, and our tee time was at 7.30. And at 7.36, yeah. my shirt was soaking wet. All right. Uh, it, it's, it's been rough, brother. But uh, I've had a great weekend. Uh, obviously, like you said, we're here to talk about uh, some of this nonsense, I, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be called a, a homer or whatever, you know, but – uh, I, I wear the orange and blue goggles, and to see this ESPN FPI uh, and they're predicting a five and seven season, hmm. uh, you know, Potato Head isn't here anymore. Uh, I just think Hughes better than that. So uh, yeah. I'm excited. We're what ten Saturdays away. Yeah, man. 10. I mean, sixty nine days if you're counting. Yes, yeah, sixty. I know you got the tracker. You sent it to me the other day. You got the tracker, man. So, yeah, Dustin, I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the new era, like we've talked about with with Hugh Freeze and and just uh, the, the excitement that we had in the transfer portal. Uh, just basically flipping a roster, and we'll get into it. But I think that is some of the things uh, why Auburn isn't getting a whole lot of love from the national media is because of the roster they had last year and they're also waiting to see can Hugh flip that roster and what can be done with this new roster you feel me uh yeah for sure I just I I think there's some question marks so Mm -hmm. uh that's that's kind of my view on it there yeah for me it's like I don't it's not a crazy concept to say Auburn's not gonna have 
a good season. But I'll start right. I'll just start right here, man, because this one to me is kind of like there's just some contradictions in some mm-hmm. of these things, right? And and I understand. I've been very vocal about we've lost at least four games every season since 2013. We've the last three years have been. We've had the first back-to-back losing seasons in forever. The last mm-hmm. three years have been the worst three-year stretch since me and you've been around. Yep. Um, probably probably going back to before Pat Dye took over. I mean, what we saw the last three years is Barfield territory. And I wasn't alive for Barfield, but damn it, the people that were still talk about it. So that's how I know it was bad. Yep. The way that when I'm 70, I'll be telling some young Auburn fan, you didn't see Mr. Potato Head, though, my dog. <laughs> You didn't see, but you think this is bad. Let me tell you about an afternoon where Penn State came to town. Yeah. Um, So that's just how bad it's been, man. Bad has been in a very long time. So I understand people looking at it with some doubt. But here's where I was in Winn-Dixie and I picked up Afflin because the magazines are right there. And a sweet lady decided she was going to run all 17 of her lotto tickets. So I had some time to kill. And um, I picked up the Afflin magazine and I read it and, I'll just – they had us 14th in the SEC, obviously last in the West. And their final analysis is kind of what got me. And I'm going to read it to you. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Uh But it says, the SEC West is brutal, but expect a much-improved Auburn team under first-year head coach Hugh Freeze. Auburn's transfer portal ranks amongst one of the best in the nation. It mentions the defense being a question mark. It calls the secondary solid. It says – that the run defense is a big question mark, which I, I co-sign. Yeah, yeah. My, my biggest worry as well. The run Absolutely. defense, step on the D-line, rushing the passer, those kind of things. I thought we got a little bit better at linebacker. But here's here's my thing with this. So you say we're going to finish seventh in the West, last in the SEC. But you say that maybe we're 13th, maybe they have Bandy behind us. Um, but you're saying that we're a much – you expect a much improved Auburn team. Mm-hmm. Or Hugh Freeze, you say much improved, and you acknowledge that it's one of the best transfer portal halls in the in the country. Okay, well, we went five and seven last year with nothing working together, no cohesion, mm-hmm. and uh, we were a couple couple plays away at Mississippi State. Thought we looked pretty good up until whatever that Keontae Scott on the punt return call was in Tuscaloosa that just kind mm-hmm. of let the air out the bag at that point for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just in some games, man. The LSU game. LSU had a good team last year. We just had actually run an offense that matched Robbie Ashford's skill set in the first yeah. half, and in the second half we didn't. But that's mm-hmm. a game we gave away. So if you're saying we're much improved, what do you consider much improved? Because we finished 5-7 and seven last year. So if we're much improved, is much improved to Afflin two games? Do you think you finished last in the SEC West at seven and five? I don't, Blake. No, 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 not at all. And uh, you know, like you you brought up LSU, uh, they were the SEC West champions, mm-hmm. and Auburn should have beaten LSU last year. Uh, and you know, you didn't win that game, like you said, you didn't win the Mississippi State game. Uh, but I think that has a lot to do, uh, you know, obviously with who your head coach was. Mm-hmm. The Mississippi State week uh, was the firing of potato head, whatever you want to call him, whatever you like to call him. I like to call him potato head. Uh, and Cadillac had, what, three days to get a team ready to play football? Yeah, they fired him on Monday. I thought they kind of did that to fire him right there by his birthday. Just Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so Cadillac literally 
uh, walked into Starkville, you know, limping. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and you skeleton had a, staff. Yeah, offensive line coach was calling plays. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, in I his mean, bag, baby, in his bag. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, tough. So I, I I listen to this, Dustin, and everything you're saying, and if I hear a much improved Auburn team, I, I don't. I look over here and I see five and seven, you know, with the ESPN FBI, right. you know, I, I two, four, seven, I can kind of rock mm-hmm. with, I can rock with two, four, seven. Uh, the, the PFF thing we'll get into in a minute, <laughs> uh, you know, and like you mentioned just a second ago with being 13th and 14th, the power rankings, that's where they have Auburn. That's just absolutely insane to me, especially when I look at it and you got the Florida Gators sitting at number seven. All right, we'll talk about it. Uh, and then J.D. Piquel over at On3, uh, he has Auburn at six and six. And uh, if I hear much improved Auburn team, uh, I'm looking I'm looking at an eight-win Auburn team. Right. That is what, that's what's sitting with me right now is when I look at Auburn's schedule, I look at what Auburn brought in through the transfer portal, Dustin, like that magazine just mentioned. All right, Auburn had arguably the top-ranked transfer portal class this this year, okay? So, and I said arguably. So, if you're a Colorado fan or whatever, you know, it is what it is, all right? There's all different kind of sites and everything like that. But I believe Auburn had the best class. That's just me. Uh, like I said, I wear orange and blue goggles. But I look at the quarterback position. You've upgraded. Like I said, some people might not agree. I think you've upgraded. All right. Offensive line, you've upgraded. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Your secondary, they say solid. I think your secondary <laughs> yeah. is going to be the best position group on this roster. Uh, the running back room is going to be absolutely filthy. Uh, Jarquez Hunter, expect a big, big year from him. Uh, I think 27 is going to carry the load uh, for this football team, and, and you're going to win a lot of games on 27's back. Hmm. I think, like you said, the one question mark on this team is defensive line. All right? Up front, in the trenches, like I said, uh, Offensive line, I think you improved. Defensive line, I want to see if Auburn can stop the run, Dustin. Where where were we at last year in the run game? 97? 97. I know we gave up like 172, 178, the number something like that a game. Yeah, 97th rush defense in in the country last year. I believe it was 97. Could give give or take a couple. But then I also think uh, third down conversions, all right? defensively we were at 105 last year all right 105th in the nation on getting off the field on third down bro i mean it's it's bad lack of pass rush lack of pass rush so that is my biggest concern for this team but i look at the schedule once again dustin and i sit here and say man uh pff has us uh they got us losing to cal uh, ESPN FPI has us as a 66% chance to lose to Cal mm. on the road. ESPN mm-hmm. FPI has given us like a 76 to 78% chance to lose to Texas A&M. Boy, I tell you, if we lose both of them games, mm-hmm. they could be right. 
But yeah. I'm on the side of us winning both of them games. And I think this Auburn roster is good enough to go eight and four and possibly nine and four with a bowl win, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. And like you said, it's you look at the schedule. You mentioned Florida being at number seven. Uh our guys at War Report, they talked about this today as well. And B Will went in on look at Florida's schedule. So it's like, what is your what is your criteria here? And we we broke down the schedule a couple of weeks ago. And man, there's that three week stretch of AM, Georgia, and LSU. Man, before that's pretty manageable, and after that's pretty manageable. Yes. It really is. And if I look at it just preseason-wise, and I say, let's just look at talent. Talent alone. There are three teams that, if we just getting off the bus, are more talented us on our schedule. A&M, well, four. A&M, and, that's, and how much is it A&M, right? But, a, but just because their recruiting classes have been a little bit, you know what I'm saying? They got some, like, talented-wise, I think they're more talented than us. But – has that talent been developed? All that kind of – there's a lot of questions there. So that's close. But yeah. LSU, Georgia, and Bama. Mm-hmm. What about the eight other games? Yeah. And the a and I said the A&M one's close. What about the eight other games? And look our, look up our record historically at A&M. You're mm-hmm. going to say – what do you say, 78% chance to lose at A&M? Yeah. I might, I might say 55 to 60 if I was putting something like that out there, just just based off of what we know right now. But like, and they and I, and I, as I say that, I'm like, damn, that's kind of high, actually. Like, I just I don't I don't know with a And M, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's Bobby Petrino or bust for a And M. If it doesn't work, they're paying 90 million dollars to let a guy go. And and by the way, pro Jenny Rain podcast to the people out there. They hate on our boosters. And I will say they've wrote some stupid deals. Gus Malzahn's getting paid right now. Brian Harson's out here talking about how you need to work out if you're going to be a good coach to improve your team and out here retweeting that he didn't have a lion and all the stuff that he's doing. But he's cashing that Auburn paycheck, ain't he? We're paying three head coaches right now. So I'm not saying that, like, it's been all, it's been all great. But that is is a booster disaster. Whoever wrote that contract, there needs to be some answers because I mean, Stephen Lake, he got cut pretty quick, right? With some of his, like we didn't play. So whatever's going on at A&M there, I feel like, Ooh, I feel like their booster culture mm-hmm. is one that needs to be talked about. Um, but yeah, dude, there's, there's eight other teams that I'm, I mean, the second tier is what Ole Miss that we get yep. at home. Mm-hmm. Getting off the bus, I think we're more talented than Ole Miss. At the very least, it's 50-50 now. It's 50-50 now. Like, this is because when you sign 20-something portal players, I think people get lost in the shuffle. And I'll give you an example. Rivaldo Fairweather is going to be a game changer, dude. Yep. But we signed him so early that he's been forgotten. It's been forgotten that he was the most sought-after tight end in the portal. Mm-hmm. We added a lot of guys like that, man. Like, and we still went five and seven because the energy at Jordan Hare Stadium is so powerful that it accounts for points. It, it can get you wins. It can, it in itself, can keep you in a game. You just have to have a decent team to put on the field, and you can steal a game in that stadium. To, to say five and seven, to sit here and say, this team's going to be much improved, yet I still think you're going to finish last in the division. I just think a lot of it is national media 
that is detached from what is going on. Because if you listen to a lot of these national media guys talk about Auburn, the storylines don't matter. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there saying that we got spurned by Lane Kiffin and settled for Hugh Freeze. That's that's a national storyline. If you know, that's not the truth. That's not what happened. Dustin, do you think they try to and, – and I'm not saying this as like a Homer Auburn fan. You know, I'm just saying, do you think the national media pounds Auburn to, to even lift Alabama even more than what they already are? Whether it's conscious or not, they do. Like maybe maybe they don't sit down to write their articles or record their shows to to do that, but like subconsciously they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I know that that probably sounds ridiculous, but it's like, man, I don't. You're just not given. And this is even when we're good. Like you're just not given the credit fully to where to where it goes here. Like like these like this right here, oh man. This just tells me you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. Who came up? What metric are you using that tells you that we're a, basically a 67% chance of losing a cow? What metric? How do you come up with that? Mm-hmm. What do you, what's the equation that gets you to that? That's what I want to know. Because, because what did they do last year? Five and seven? Exactly. So if anything, it's a 50 50. Because what are you talking about. They're five. They were five and seven. We were five and seven. If anything, I think even though it is on the road at a nine thirty p.m. kickoff, we had way more talent brought in than right. what they had. All right, and just the physical presence in the trenches against mm-hmm. Cal and with Jarquez Hunter. Jarquez Hunter is going to run for two hundred yards against Cal. Okay. Right. I'm Justin just Rogers, Jason Jones. Oh. Yeah, they're going to they're going to feast. All right. But Jarquez is going to run for 200 yards against Cal. You can mm-hmm. get ready. You can put it down. Uh, if he goes out to Berkeley, it's happening. Right. I, I hate it. If you're a Cal fan, it's going to be <laughs> miserable to watch. What's also going to be miserable is when Auburn floods your stadium and fills it out more than you do. That's okay? my point. Is it a home game for you guys? I guarantee <laughs> yeah. you there's going to be more orange than yellow. And, and you know, when I, when I see ESPN FPI five and seven, Dustin, when I see that, I, I see them, they're saying we're going to lose to Ole Miss. There's, it's like an eighty-something percent chance they've they've got us losing to Arkansas. Uh, right. Just, so here's my thing. Here's my thing with Arkansas and Ole Miss. You know why they have us losing those games? Because they're expecting Auburn not to stop the run. All right. Who does Ole Miss have? He had a field day against us. We know yeah. about him. Uh, he should be an Auburn Tiger. But Judkins had a field day on us last year. Okay. And and. I think they're kind of expecting that to happen again. They're expecting for Ole Miss to run the football down Auburn's throat, so they're saying, hey, that's a loss. Then they're expecting you go to Arkansas. You're not going to win there. It's on the road. Uh, They have K.J. uh, Jefferson coming back, and they also have Rocket Sanders coming back. They're expecting Arkansas to run it down our throat. So that is why the defensive line and the front seven is the biggest concern to me because if that – if that group, if that linebacking group and, and that D-line puts it together and they're better than what this national media thinks, Dustin, those are two dubs, all right? And I just can't see you losing 
I'm just not on the the Texas A&M is good train. I'm sorry. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm just not on that train, man. I don't care who they hired at offensive coordinator. I don't believe in Jimbo Fisher. I think if they lose to Miami before they play Auburn, I think his ass is in serious Ooh. trouble. Yeah, okay? yeah. Because if they lose, Dustin, mm, it'd be noisy. It, the chatter is going to start. All right. I, what did they? They play in week two, and then they play two us week two, four. Yeah, two or three. I mean, right there. Where did they? Did they play in Miami? Or they're gonna I, be going. They're gonna be. They're gonna be going to Miami this year. There will be more A and M fans because I mean that that's not gonna make a whole lot because Miami doesn't pack. Yeah, game. but but I'm t- I'm telling you, hey, anytime you got anytime you got to go to that East Coast, they're they're moving a time zone. Right. All right. They gotta go down there to my <clears throat> to Miami. It's muggy. I mean, it's just it's gritty and grimy and slimy down there. The weather's just different down there. And it's gonna be right. a dead atmosphere. Uh, and and I'm telling you, all right, you can say what you want to about Cristobal and all the struggles and all the media stuff down there, but he's he's gonna he's he's got talent down there, okay, and they're gonna be a talented group this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if Texas A&M goes on the road and they lose that game, watch out. Yeah, I I, I just I'm not on the train of Texas A&M. I don't care that we have to go to College Station. All right. I mean, we were absolutely depleted. Robbie couldn't even throw the football last year and we beat them. Right? <laughs> and don't tell me they've gotten that much better when their so-called number one recruiting class, they were transferring day in and day out in the offseason. Hmm. So don't tell me they've gotten that much better. It's a it's a 70% chance that they beat us. I'm just not on that train. It's just I think the national media, anytime Auburn gets some momentum, it's a it's a it's a kick to the nuts. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you. It is. It, it's just you look at Auburn undefeated 2010. Mm-hmm. What come out, Dustin? What come out? Yeah. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah. All right. It Got comes about eight no, and here it went. And and here it comes. Oh man, well, hey, we can't let this happen. All right, Saban just won the national championship last year. Here, uh, Cam Newton. All right, all this comes out. All right, then guess what? You get into twenty thirteen. What do you start hearing out of people? All right, Twitter, um, the media, it, it's everywhere. Nick Marshall. Whoa, Nick Marshall had to go to junior college because he got arrested when he was at Georgia. All right, there's just always some type of negativity. Do you remember Thayer Evans, the writer? Yeah. So we got Trevon Reed, and he just goes ham for a year because there's no way Auburn, there's just no way they could have won this kid from LSU. It's impossible. They have a cheat. And he made all kind of ridiculous accusations, and then nothing ever came of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I just – I look at this, and, and like J.D. Piquel over at On3, Dustin, I look at it, and – they're just so confident that we're losing to – that we're going to lose to Georgia and Alabama. Mm-hmm. They're just automatically – that's two L's right there. I mean, they start – anytime they're predicting Auburn's schedule, they're starting it off with Georgia and Alabama, loss. What did I tell you the other night that was going to flip the script in recruiting? Yeah, I, I, I can sense – I can sense over talking to you over the past month that you are about fed up with that part of it. I I'm think Blake, I'm thinking Blake is tired 
of it just being assumed that Georgia and Bama are just going to kick our ass all the time. I'm I'm sick of it, bro. Like I'm truly you. I'm truly sick of it because I I just think Auburn fans there's 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 a time man where you have to stop going into that mindset. And I feel like Auburn fans are in that mindset right now where they're listening to the media and they're just sitting there going, yep, they're right. They're right. We're dead. We're dead in the water when it comes to Georgia and Alabama. And you have to stop doing that. We have to go. We get both of them in Jordan hair. All right. There is an opportunity that you might not beat Georgia, but there's an opportunity you beat Alabama. A good opportunity, in my opinion. I think we're going to hang with them. Damn it, we took them to four overtimes. We Hard took them to Oregon. four overtimes with, with Brian Harson at the helm and T.J. Finley at quarterback. Got All a right? guy that knows how to beat their coach. And, man, that's a hell of a point, too. That's a good one. I watched a clip on TikTok about it today. Hmm. Uh, him at Ole Miss uh, with uh, Chad Kelly at quarterback and all that good stuff. Uh, a guy that's going to put you in position to hang with those teams and Hugh Freeze. And that that is one thing you're so right, Dustin. I'm sick of hearing is just every time it's Georgia and Alabama loss. And and I look at guys like Perry Thompson. Everybody's looking for the bat signals, right? We hadn't even talked about that, Dustin. Auburn hmm. sends out a bat signal, and everybody's like, oh, Perry Thompson's flipping. Perry Thompson's flipping. And then silence. Nothing happens, all right? But what's truly going to get Perry Thompson to flip? On the field success. Boy, if you go in there to Jordan-Hare Stadium and you beat Georgia, Perry Thompson's going to be sitting here going, (laughs) man, hey, that Peyton Thorne, that dude, he threw for for 260 yards, 270. He threw for 270 on Georgia. Like, Mm. like he threw for 300 on Georgia. And and Auburn Auburn beat Georgia? Like, what? I'm telling you what. Two toddies. Well, I, I, and, I, and I'm telling you what's going to happen, all right? You got Coleman, all right? You got uh, the Williams kid over at Saraland in the class of 2025. Ryan Williams. Yeah, Ryan Williams. Like, Perry's going to be on the phone, and he's going to be like, hey, bro, like, mm-hmm. man, hey, these boys at Auburn, man, that offense is clicking, bro. Like, Hugh Freeze, they, they, they throwing that thing around, all right? I'm telling you. All this stuff, bro, about, oh, Auburn's got – they got, you know, the recruiting, man. They're on a roll. Yeah, we're on a roll, but the on-field stuff is what's going to flip it. Yeah. All right, so stop buying into the media, man. Just all of a sudden coming in here and every time it's Georgia and Alabama, those are automatic L's. I, I'm sick of that, man. I want the Auburn mindset, the fan of Auburn uh, to change. I want it to stop. I want I want positivity, man. It just uh, – you know, like even with even I see some fans like six and six like this, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. man, we got we got to sit here and I'm I'm at eight and four, Dustin. Yeah, I'm, I'm at eight around there, I'm around there. I just I get fed up with it, bro. Yeah, I feel you, and it gets to the point to where it's I've spoke so many times right about what the power of our fan base and what it can do, and like we've lost what one home basketball game in two years. Mm-hmm. You saw what we like. You saw what it was in football last year when it didn't have to be. I mean, everyone talks about the Western or the A and M game. I was at Western Kentucky next week. It wasn't as hype because it wasn't Caddy's first home game type thing. Mm-hmm. But like, 
there was way more people there with way more energy than there should have been. Mm-hmm. Like we we see it in baseball. We've talked to Tanner and Cooper about how much different it is for them when the crowd is involved and invested and Plainsman is packed. So to your point on that, yeah, if we all go into the stadium on those days actually believing that we have a chance to win and we cheer on the team coming from that mindset, they're going to feel the 88,000 people putting that energy on the field. It's undeniable. It's inevitable. And it will power you to play above your head and above your potential. We've seen it at Jordan-Hare. We've seen it at Neville. We've seen it at Plainsman time and time and time again. So to your point, if we show up that day as fans and say, we're going to do this shit today, Mm -hmm. there's a lot better chance of the team doing it on the field versus where it is right now, like you're speaking on, of they score a touchdown out the gate and it's, here we go, about to get kicked out, kicked in, everybody sitting down. People leaving by the – you get down 17 to 7 and people start filing out, you know, can't – and look, man – I'm jaded too. I'm beat down too. These games hurt me too. When we can we get drilled, I turn off the TV and just sit on the couch for an hour. Like, oh my god, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know what now. I don't even want to turn back on the other games because I'm gonna see our score on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I I get it, but like, but you make a good point, man. And you, I've been, I think, I thought about that the other day when you said it because it's like you know, because I'm on that mindset too. I just say, man, right now we just. Because I'm so heavy into recruiting, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, the talent just doesn't match. But you make a good point, dude. We can't – that doesn't do – that doesn't give us a chance. It doesn't do us any service. Did the talent match uh, when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss to no, Alabama? That did not. And that's the, – you talk about the TikTok, and I saw the one going around on Twitter where he said, we're going to lock the gate. We're yeah. going to lock the gate, and we'll find out who's better today. And he yeah. was acknowledging they got more talent than us, but it ain't about that. And that mindset right there, that belief right there – they beat them twice in a row. You hit the nail on the head, Dustin. My point, man. Uh, Dustin, I wanted to ask you before we before we wrap up and everything and, and get out of here, I, I I just keep looking at the PFF, the SEC power rankings that have Auburn at 13, man. And I just keep looking at it, and I'm sitting here going, so you're saying Florida is better than us. You're mm-hmm. saying uh, – Missouri's better than us. Mississippi I mean, State. Mississippi State's better than us. You know, I'm trying to trying to go down the list here in my head, and and you're saying the only team that we're better than is Vanderbilt. Hmm. I mean, and and it's close. It's close because some people are predicting five and seven with Vanderbilt. Right. And so, I mean, do you really think Kentucky's better than us? Do you, I mean? I know they brought in the the Devin Leary kid, right. but uh, I don't know, man. Like, like thirteenth, yeah. that's a stretch, man. I'm sitting here. Missouri's better than us, like with yeah. Hugh Freeze at the helm and what we brought in. Missouri's better than us. Florida, they got they got Wisconsin's quarterback, bro. And hmm. you're telling me, have you seen their wide receivers like AR? was throwing the absolute bombs last year. <laughs> and and you're telling me I, they're better than us? 
that schedule they got, like how many games they gonna win? Four. Florida's going <laughs> four and eight, bro. G five Billy. Hey, look, and I know they're I know their recruiting is yeah, it's gonna take time though. I might give them five or six. I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be – I don't think they're going to be any good. But you're okay, telling me – you're telling me we're 13th in the SEC? I don't believe it. I mean, where do we sit, Dustin, to you? Because I, I'm not, not – th- I mean, Yeah, I mean, so like teams that I, teams that I feel like I know we're better than. Obviously, Vanderbilt, I feel like we're better than Arkansas. I feel like we're better than Mississippi State. Um, Missouri. The, yeah, and Missouri. We beat Missouri last. Yeah, so the, yeah. right out of the gate. Right out the gate, right there, that I think we're better than all those teams. And then there's a conversation to be had with the old misses, the South Carolinas. You know, we'll we'll see how we fall in with that tier. I don't I don't think we're gonna kill it. You know, I think we're gonna finish seventh to ninth in the SEC, third to fourth, maybe somewhere in the division, somewhere fifth. Man, I, I don't know, but we're but we're not going five and seven. We're not gonna have the same record we had last year with this with this much of an improvement in talent. This much an improvement in the staff, and this much of an improvement in in the head coach, and it's just Hugh Freeze gonna remind some people, dog. Like that's just what this is gonna be. Hugh yep. Freeze is gonna remind some people that he's a really good coach. I feel like he's such a good recruiter that people like can't deny that part of it. So then you know, it's just hard to say he's not a good recruiter. But there's been some shade where people are trying to say that he's not a good coach, and like I'm sorry, but the proof's in the pudding that says otherwise. He's, he's all those things. He's a good coach. He's a good recruiter. He's yeah. hungry. He's motivated. We see that. And and I think this, when I, when I see all this stuff, kind of when you asked your question earlier about, is it this Alabama thing? I don't know. But what I will say is, like, it seems, it seems pretty consistent. And it seems like you don't like Bruce Pearl. I think we can say that. And you don't yeah. like – you don't like Hugh Freeze. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much love – we're going to be getting as far as national media and from the NCAA or SEC or whatever it may be from within those two programs. We got some guys that have made some mistakes, mm-hmm. but are better are still being judged extremely harshly off those. And I think a lot of that is this too, Blake. I think a lot of this is people that don't want to see Hugh free succeed and want to get their shade in while they can get their shade in. I think there's a lot of that going on as well. And what, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, like, one of the things I want to before before we get done that I don't want to let go on notice is this year from our fan base, I see the most reasonable expectations that I've seen in a long time. Everybody, bro, everybody's like, I'll take seven wins and I'd love to win a bowl game for a change. Mm-hmm. Every dude, I haven't met an armor fan yet that would be like eight and five with the bowl win would be disappointing. I haven't heard that. Everybody's like, mm-hmm. you do that, you know you're going to sign like a top 12 at minimum recruiting class, and the program's going that way. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I wanted to speak on that because these same people right here, these national media people, they're the ones that write all the crazy Auburn fan articles, right? Yep. The Auburn fans have the word. Auburn is where head coaches go to die. Yep. That, along with our evil boosters, and they kind of tie in together, is the biggest damn lie told about Auburn. It is. Mm-hmm. Tommy Tuberville got a decade. Gene Chizik got four years. And Gus got nine. How is this the place that coaches go to die? In Harson's season and a half was half a season too long. Boy, you remember when I got ripped for saying he should have been fired after Penn State? Yeah. 
I started raising yeah. a red flag after the Connor Lou recruitment because there was no, mm -hmm. because he was so vocal about coming to Auburn, wanting to be in the aviation program. He was crystal ball, 80%, 90%, which in the recruiting industry is crazy, going to Auburn. And then all of a sudden, well, they just fumbled it at the end. They just didn't have an NIL package for him. The head coach seemed uninterested. And then what happened? Hugh Friesen's getting hired, and within four or five days, hitting up Connor Lou and because he wanted to come to Auburn the whole time, mm -hmm. he just needed a competent head coach. Yep. So it's just, it's just kind of one of them things, man. And it, but it's all, it's all, it's all gravy, baby. Because yep. I'm an old school Auburn fan, and I know, I remember 2003. The same yep. magazine I talked about, Athlon, in 2003, guess who they had predicted to win the national championship? Mm. And there was no reason that team shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. You could argue the 03 team was more talented than the 04 team. Mm -hmm. There's some guys that graduated, Dontarius Thomas. There's some yep. guys that graduated in that 03 squad that if they had been on that 04 team. Oh, buddy. Brandon Jacobs was the third string running back on that yep. 03 squad. That's how bad that team was. But they went, I mean, I'm saying bad for the bump, but they were bad, bad too, because they went seven and five. But <laughs> yeah. they're like that year was supposed to be the national championship year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next year, when we started off 24th, 25th, that was the year. So mm -hmm. I'm all for it, dude. Cause every time, what was 2014? Jeremy or maybe 20, what was Jeremy Johnson's starting year? The, uh, 2015. Yeah. Big expectations. Where did it go? 2014 as well. Big expectations. Yeah. Where did it go? So as an Auburn fan, I look at this and I just say, cool, because I know when Auburn's at its best and when it's just when it's doubted. And yes. uh, this is bulletin board material. Just a little bit we know about Hugh Freeze. And I'll say it again, man. He's all shucks in front of the camera. I guarantee you behind closed doors, he they this right here is getting talked about. This no doubt. Talked about. And you got a hungry locker room and a hungry head coach and a hungry fan base. All these three things combined right here. We ain't going five and seven. ESPN don't know Auburn. ESPN's never known Auburn, bro. Mm, agree one hundred percent, Dustin. I, I don't. I don't think we're going five and seven. I don't think we're going six and six. I can see seven and five, but I honestly, truly, uh, see eight and four. And uh, nine. If you get to nine and four, mm. as an Auburn fan, you have to just be through the roof ecstatic. Yeah. All right, especially if you get. If you are, let's just say you're seven and four going into the Iron Bowl and you pick up that eighth win against Alabama, all right? And then you turn around and win a bowl game. Let's talk about momentum there, Dustin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to be through the roof, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want one of those losses to be to Ole Miss, uh, but. That one would stick for a little while. But, uh, I look, just wrapping it up, man, I just don't think uh, that's in the cards for Auburn. I, I think they added too much talent. Uh, I think with their head coaching, uh, the schemes, and, and it just the way he can um, – look, he took liberty to Arkansas last year, and they worked them. All right, so uh, he knows how to outcoach you. Uh, he knows how to out scheme you. He knows, uh, you know, the best possible way to put his players in a position to win. So uh, that is why I think Auburn has more than five, six, hopefully more than seven dubs in the tank for him this year. So, uh, Dustin, getting out of here, wrapping this thing up. I know I always want to leave you with your final thoughts, man. Uh, what do you got for us tonight? Yeah, just stay tuned, man. Just stay tuned.
big announcement coming soon. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool things on the horizon for this podcast. Tell your friends, subscribe, share this out on social media, man. Let everybody know uh, we're coming to do big things, baby. And I'm excited to do it with you, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, can't wait. Uh, the future's bright. And uh, we're excited here at the Up Tempo Podcast. Uh, it's going to be a fun ride and uh, a lot of work uh, mm. getting cut out for us. So, <laughs> uh, but we're ready for the challenge. So yes, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Go over to Apple, YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. You know what to do. Uh, leave us uh, some some leave us some comments on the YouTube channel and and uh, interact with us. And we'd love to. Uh, interact back and if you got a question drop it in there we will answer it on our next episode no matter what we're talking about we will get your question on air with us so uh, we appreciate you guys and we will be back uh, for another one but we are out war damn eagle war damn